You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. talk about the kingdom infrastructure and I'll explain that in just a minute but let me tell you today's going to be a little bit more about prophetically what God is speaking to the church Uh, and that's what I'm going to talk about we're going to have just a conversation more than a, a preaching but I think it's important for us to understand where we're going in the church um our board met last week and before we met we we're praying about where does God want to take us in 2021. You know, we want to pray through that. And we'll send out something for you guys, our gathering family, to be praying through. Because it's important not only that we hear, but everybody hears because everybody carries a piece, right? We all know in part. So as I was praying about it and really seeking the Lord about it, God started talking to me about restoring the kingdom order about bringing things back in order uh, within the church. And I'm talking specifically for the body of Christ. I'm not talking about whatever's going on out there. I'm talking about us as believers. And part of this restoring is taking the infrastructure that's already there and repairing where it's broken, repairing where there are where there's kinks that need to be straightened out, repairing where we've gotten off kilter with what the Lord has given us. Part of this, it's, it's like, you know, your house, if you have a house for any length of time, you know it needs to be repainted, it needs to be re-roofed, all those things. Right now, God is repainting and re-roofing us. He's taking the stucco where we've gotten holes and, and patching us up and sanding us down and reworking us because Where we're going, you know, everybody said, because of COVID, everything's different. Nothing will be the same. That is not accurate. What's happened in this season of pause and waiting and and uncertainty uh, in the naturalized, like Gene was talking about, it's not our naturalized. But what has happened is God has spoken to us. And called us into a deeper place. He's called us into a realignment in any area we're not aligned with him and what he has for us. And that's important. It's important to know that because there is is a governmental structure within God that is nothing like we've seen on earth. And if you read through scripture, that structure is evident. And I'm going to read a little scripture. We're going to talk a little bit. I'm going to share a little bit about what God's been showing me. But we're going to start in Exodus 19, uh, verses 5 through 6. Because God wants his body to be healed. He wants his body strong. He wants his body standing. And he wants his body obedient to what he's called us to do. And that's just the ABCs of biblical life, right? So Exodus 19, verses 5 and 6. 
And Moses uh, has just gotten a leadership lesson from his father-in-law as we enter into this. Moses had been waiting day and night on all the people of Israel to bring their problems to them. And his father-in-law Jethro says, that is not good for you. He says, you need to raise up people that can help lead the, raise up leaders that can help uh, guide the people, that can help them with their problems, that can help them solve things. So Moses follows his, his father-in-law's instructions, and then uh, we get to this where there's an encounter with God on Mount Sinai. And this is, where I, this is the thing I wanted to read, verses 5 and 6. And it says, um, now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. Above all people. For all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom. This is important. We are a kingdom unto God. A priest and a, and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. We have to understand that the people of God, us, are a kingdom unto him. And we carry a holy responsibility as priests and kings unto God. That's just a basic understanding of who we are. We're saints of the Most High. We're children of the Most High. We're, uh, we're, uh, we carry the authority of the Most High. We are empowered by the Most High. That's who we are. So we are uh, rebuilding the kingdom areas that have gotten out of alignment with what God has called us to be. That's what we're doing. And, you know, one of the things I'm going to talk about a little bit um, is worship. And it's interesting. I was sitting at the park yesterday. I live near, you know, I live near the water. And I was sitting at the park. And usually when you're down there early in the morning, sometimes you'll see the dolphins across the water. Not every morning, but sometimes you'll see the dolphins. And yesterday morning I was sitting there watching. And I, there I saw the little fin come up. And I was watching it, and whenever I see the dolphins, I've learned to look three, four, five feet ahead once I see the fin, because they go underwater, and then they pop up, you know, down the water a little bit. And as I was sitting there, God was talking to me about how we have those times where there's a tangible manifestation of God where we just encounter him. We, we know that he's spoken to us to go, to do something. We know that he's, he, there's just a, a, a realness, a reality to what is happening at that moment. But then, but then as the dolphin goes underwater, sometimes we don't see where God is taking us. And then there's a pop-up again. And we're like, yeah, okay, God. But, but what we have to understand is we walk by faith, not by sight. And that's what he was talking about. You see me, you follow me, you know what you're supposed to do. You keep going and you can't always see exactly where I'm taking you. But, we, but you walk out of faith, not by sight. 
And he's not going to leave us hanging where we won't know the next spot. But he's given us enough information to move us forward. And I want to talk about worship a little bit because I think this is a key area that God is kind of restoring the church to. And I know it is for us, you know, and I don't know, I don't know if restoring is the right word, but one thing that as a church, as a gathering, when we started eight years ago, the Lord was clear and my heart was set. Our leadership was set on whatever God wants to do. That's what we're going to do. If we're here five minutes, if we're here five hours, it doesn't make any difference. And uh, as Bill Johnson says, if you get done before I do, you can leave. It's okay, because part of our call as the gathering, part of our call as the body of Christ is to worship. And when we come together, we are to worship. We are to celebrate. We are to do whatever God wants to do. And there's been several times, like even this morning, we make room in our service for what God wants to do. And what God wanted to do was deliver a word through Pastor Gene about opening our eyes to be able to see in a spiritual realm that we haven't seen before or that needs expanding. So we make room for that because the whole point of the church is to build the body for the works of the ministry. And we get confused by that sometimes because the church is not here for the unbelievers. Don't anybody fall on the floor. (laughs) But if you read the Bible, God did not call people who don't know him together to worship because how would they know who they were worshiping? You know, if they haven't given their heart to God, it doesn't mean that people don't come and get saved it doesn't mean that people don't come and encounter the Lord. It doesn't, it, that, that's not what it means. It means that the body of, of gathering, even from Mount Sinai, God says, bring all the people together. It was the people who believed in God. So the church is about the believers. That's what it's about. It is about the believers. And what happens, and let's just turn here for a minute, then I'm going to share, share a couple things. Look at, look at um, well, let me just stop for a minute. What happens is when the believers go after their one true God, it attracts those who don't believe. We are a lighthouse. We are city on the hill. You know, we can, we are salt. You know, there are so many ways that Jesus described us in the New Testament. We are made to attract people. The Holy Spirit grabs a hold of their heart and they're looking for Jesus, just like all of us. We weren't born saved. At some point we had to choose. So when the body comes together, it is about encouraging one another. It's about worshiping. It's about encountering God. It's about hearing the word. It's about hearing from each other. That's what it's about. We strengthen ourselves when we're together so that when we go out, we carry the presence and the glory of God. When we have a problem, like he was talking about the care, then we help each other in that. So 
when we have worship on Sunday mornings or we had Thursday night revival service, it was amazing. I mean, oh my gosh, God is, he's doing things. We don't even understand what he's doing. And I was thinking about a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago, I don't remember when, um, we were having worship and there was just this holy hush that fell over the church. And Miguel was lead, and Rita were leading and they, they quit singing, they quit playing, everything stopped. But nobody panicked. There wasn't the awkwardness because God just wanted silence for whatever reason, for whatever he was doing. Don't need to know unless he wants to tell me. He just brought silence. Online, they were saying, we've lost the sound. And I understand that because nobody said, God's saying a holy hush, so I'm sorry if you're watching online because there's, we're not saying anything. But that's what God wants. He wants us to be able to adapt and adjust to his breath. It's his breath in our lungs. He wants us to be able to, if he says... We're going to sing one song and stop because we're going to all fall on the floor. We're going to preach for three hours. Whatever he says, that's what we're going to do because that's what the word says. We're building ourselves up in the most holy faith. And it was an interesting, um, I've been reading a book by Rick Jorner. I'm trying to remember which one it is. I'm reading two at the same time by him. But he, he wrote, he's talking about the apostolic movement that's being restored. And uh, we'll read out Ephesians in a minute. But in his book, he wrote... Um, apostolic ministry is given to the church as a master building for helping to build the habitation of God within the body. That's what we're doing. You know, we can do all the works we want to do, but if we don't know him, what did he say? What did he, and, and I, in fact, I pulled this up, Matthew 7, 21, it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, we have, we, have we not prophesied your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. And there's a whole teaching that goes with that, which I'm not going to go into. But the reason I read it is because it is the habitation of God is the only thing. And from that, we do the other. But unless we have that oneness with God, then everything else is for nothing. Everything else is for nothing. It's um, in John 17, 20, uh, it says, and I just want to read this to you. I think Noah will throw that up for you. It says, I do not pray. Jesus is praying for his disciples. And he says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That is the whole call of the church is oneness with Christ. That's it. That is the whole call. And yes, we're supposed to go out and heal the sick and raise the dead. We're supposed to go out and share the gospel. But we've got to have the internal worked out. We've got to have the inside of, of, of knowing who God is, 
that dwells in us. You know, Moses built the physical tabernacle to give what it looks like to dwell with God. Jesus built the internal tabernacle within us so we will know what it is to live and breathe and have our being out of him. And that is what the coming season is going to bring, is, is the, the awakening of the church. You know, everybody's like, oh, you know, everything's changed. The church isn't necessary. We're not going to meet anymore. It's not true because it's not biblical. I mean, it's not biblical. And yes, there are restraints that are happening right now. And, and God understands that. But we build by being together. That's what happens. We build because, you know, your testimony encourages this person, the worship, the prophetic word, the, you know, it's all about building and strengthening the body. Uh, Ephesians 4, let's go to that for a minute. Because this is where we're going. There is a, and this has been happening, it's not new, but it's, it's getting greater. There's a resurgence of the apostolic in the house of God. Ephesians 4. And we're going to start somewhere. We're going to start in verse 11. It says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the works of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. So God is maturing us. He is perfecting us so that we can be like him. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that we become more like him from glory to glory. We are transformed. The more we follow him, the more we're obedient to him, the more we make room for him, whether it's in service, whether it's in your own home, the more we begin to look like him. Everything we do displays who he is. That is what the body is. There is nothing else. God will use us to change the world, but the change needs to come here too. <laughs> you know, you're thinking, is that really what I wanted to hear today? But I share it because I know this is where we're going. We're going to see the church strengthened. We're going to see people come in who are serious about transforming the world because they've been transformed inside. We are seeing that the world is looking at the church to see what we're going to do. And we've got to quit being confused. We've got to quit being conflicted. Because God is God regardless of what's happening out there. And that is our stand. You know, God is God regardless of what's happening. And we display our faith by being strong even in the midst of chaos to the outside world. And, you know, 
we have, it's kind of like sometimes you have to fight for your healing. Sometimes we have to fight for that strength. We have to look at each other and say, pray for me because I am struggling. I can't figure this out. Uh, so it's important that we gather. It's important that we pray together. It's important that, you know, we had men's group yesterday. We have our prayer call Thursday morning. We have our revival service once a month. We have our prophetic night. We have to gather and strengthen each other. We have to strengthen each other, not only in the manifest presence of God, because if we will come and make room for him, he will show up. I mean, he will. He does every single time we gather. He does. And even though sometimes we may think, why are we singing that song for 20 minutes? Because we know the anointing breaks open when we persistently pursue. And, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I can tell when I'm singing out of obedience because our worship leaders have said, this is what we're singing. So sing along, sing it one more time, sing it one more time. And then I feel that break. And no longer am I looking at the words, singing it one more time, one more time. I am looking at Jesus in me and inviting him to do what he ever, whatever he wants to do. And that's how we build a body. That's how we restore the infrastructure that has been dinged or rusted or whatever it is. There is a maturity of the body that is coming in a way that will blow us we won't even recognize it. And we saw last year, I think it was last year. Yes, it was last year. We are seeing a rising up of leaders in the body of Christ who are willing to risk everything to bring the body back in order. We saw a ministry uh, last year, I think it started a year ago last summer, uh, that was um, in such disarray. And there was so much damage being done to the body worldwide, not just in their local city, worldwide. Everywhere they went, they left destruction and chaos while they dropped off a few miracles. So, so there's confusion there. They're moving in miracles. There's people coming to Christ. But then there's, a, there's destruction and, and damage being caused uh, to those places too. I'm not going to say any more about that, but anyhow, just trust me on that. So what happened was kind of the elders of, of the big body, at least in America, came together and formed a tribunal, which is basically a, a, uh, a system where they look at everything and they determine what needs to be done according to the word of God. And it cost them. It cost them their reputation. They were uh, attacked by the body. They were ridiculed. They were criticized. Anyhow, they went through this whole process. But um, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. They came through the process. They did all their due diligence. They had investigators. It cost a lot of money, too, to go through this. And they rendered their report. Well, the ministry who was being investigated decided that they were not going to yield 
be transformed, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and that God will take care of. But I'm telling you this because what is happening is there's a desire in the body for accountability and boundaries. There's a desire for all of us. You know, when you let your children do whatever they want, they're not safe. We need boundaries. We need accountability. We need someone who, it said, you know, Jesus says, if your brother does something wrong, go to him. If they don't listen, take somebody with you. Because we're out for the safety of that person to bring them back into restoration. And that is what we're seeing is, is a, a, the maturity of the body coming up together and saying, we're going to bond together in what the word says, because we are not willing to let the damage happen any longer. And that's a good thing. And like I said, it was a very painful process for them. And um, but anyhow, but, but we made it through. The decision was rendered. Whether it was chosen to be followed or not, you know, God will take care of. But that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a greater responsibility in the body of Christ. We're seeing a willingness to come underneath an, an apostolic authority that will help keep the body safe, that will help ensure that everybody's going down the same river and we're not getting these tributaries that are taking people in places they shouldn't go. It's important in this season right now because as we bring in this harvest, we got to have people that can disciple them that actually looks like Jesus, right? So let's turn to Ephesians 3, 12. It's going to be exciting. It sounds a little ominous, but it's going to be exciting because God loves his people. And the body's called to be loved by God. And, and we're called to be strengthened and encouraged by one another. So Ephesians 3, we're going to start in verse 12. And this is Paul. He says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. But I press on. So no matter what's going on, we press on. So that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. I mean, that needs to be seared on my heart. I want to press on so I can lay hold. And we talked about this last week. We want the fullness. We don't want a little bit of what God has for us. We want it all. I want it all. I know you guys do too. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we press on, we press, and we don't let the past hold us down. Therefore, let us, as many as us are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk 
as you have, have as you have us for a pattern for many walk of whom have I told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. We are not going to be the enemies of the cross of Christ. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is their shame, who set their mind on the earthly things. But this is who we are, guys. Verse 20, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able, even to the uh, subdue of all things to himself. So we are walking toward a heavenly goal. We know that we live in two places. We live naturally on this earth while we, while we are seated in heavenly places hidden in Christ. So our perspective is heaven down, not earth up. Our perspective, we're able to see from the same view God sees. And as we continue to mature, we grow, we learn, we encourage, we go after. As we do all these things, we are transformed even more to have his vision, to have his mind, to, to have his love, to work his actions uh, according to the heart of his father. Everything is shifting for us. It has already started, but it is the most glorious thing that can happen as we see the body rise up in strength and in health and in maturity where we don't look at each other in eyes of comparison or jealousy or one-upmanship. We look at each other saying, oh, what a glorious thing God has done to you. Tell me about it because I can learn from you as you can learn from me. No one has it all sewn up. But as we come together, it becomes such a clearer picture for us. And that's where our heart is, is we are going after this, this, uh, this, this kingdom infrastructure that God is adjusting us to the way he has planned the kingdom to work on earth as it is in heaven. And all of us carry a, a, a weighty responsibility to see that happen. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Okay, let's pray. Why don't you guys stand and we're going to pray? Because uh, God is going to surprise you. Yeah. I'm telling you. The other night I saw this uh, when we were having our worship service. I saw this uh, ring of risk. And some of you who were here already heard this, but it was a gold ring. It was big. It wasn't like a, a, a ring on your finger. And, and God was wanting, was asking, who wants to grab a hold of the ring of risk? Who wants to go to the places where they can't see? They don't know. But they trust. And it's scary and unnerving at times, but he, he wants to know who's with him for the fullness that he has for us. So I'll leave that in your hands to really pray into. But Father, I just thank you that there is a body that's rising. And we are rising because we don't want to be tossed to and fro by whatever the going doctrine is of the day. 
We want to be matured in the word. We want to understand the tangibility of your presence, the tabernacle that you have built within us. And we want to live out of that. So, Father, I just thank you that the plan that you have for us is a kingdom plan. That we have the dominion. We're a royal priesthood. That all that you say about us in your word is true. And we're pressing on. We're forgetting about tomorrow, but we're pressing on to grab hold of what you have set for us. And even grabbing hold of that, of that ring of risk. Because we trust you to have the other side of it. And you will lead us through the things we need to do in order to be strengthened as a body. So, Lord, I just pray now for the body of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that, that you love us. And you've designed us to be like you. And where there have been... Uh, mistakes and mishaps and uh, misinterpretations, whatever they are, God, you will reveal those to us so we can get those out of our way. We can clean our plate uh, and receive all that you have for us. So Lord, we're in all the way with you. We want to be part of the, uh, the really what I keep seeing, we are the power brokers for this earth. We're the ones who carry what it takes to transform the world to look like you want it to look. So use us, Lord. Infuse us. Help us to see the wonder of worship and spending that time with you and just letting you move us in whatever direction we need to move. And God, I really want to pray for the leaders that you're rising up, the apostolic, the fivefold leadership, Lord. We just pray for them. God, we pray for just a, a holiness and a righteousness over them. Lord, we pray that they'll have a, 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 a strong counsel around them, Lord. We pray that as they move, uh, whether they know each other or not, it will move as one. There will be a unity across the body, across the leadership, by the Spirit, um, even though we don't know each other. So God, I just thank you that people are willing to risk it all to make sure your kingdom is moved forward. And, and we're part of those people, Lord. So God, thank you so much. And we just love and bless you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.